0: We found out on Monday that Greyhound will be ceasing operations in many parts of the country here in BC. That means all routes except the one that links Vancouver and Seattle will be done by the end of October. So what does that mean for people in the various communities that depend on Greyhound for getting around, particularly in the winter when the roads can be, well, not the place a lot of people want to drive? Joining us to talk a bit more about this is John Ranta. He is the mayor of Cache Creek. Mayor Ranta, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: Uh, you actually worked. You drove for Greyhound, so you have a perspective on this that many people don't.
1: Well, you know, it was uh, it was a great job for me. It certainly worked out nicely. Uh, I worked for them for 35 years as a driver, and uh, at one point there were 60 drivers stationed in Cache Creek.
0: Wow! And so, were you surprised to learn that they were shutting down operations?
1: Well, not particularly surprised. Uh, you know, I I feel as if the uh, management of the company didn't uh, stay current, wasn't uh, up to date with modern trends. They used to pay for the whole operation with revenue from the freight they hauled, and uh, they, they didn't keep up in the freight business. While other companies were uh, able to implement electronic tracking of packaging, Greyhound was still sending a little piece of paper called a tracking slip up and down the road in the hands of the driver. And, and uh, I think the management, uh, when I see them on television, whether in Calgary or Vancouver, they, they appear to be dinosaurs to me in the modern age.
0: So when they talk about the ridership being down 41%, do you think it's also a lot to do? And I've seen this point raised before as well, that where they made the money in freight, that's where their revenues would have dropped as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think they—they they, there was a lot they could have done to protect their freight business. Uh, but also, you know, the, the uh, timing of trips through communities was based on when the buses left Vancouver or Calgary or Edmonton. And so the little communities in between, you know, Revelstoke, Golden, Salmon Arm, uh, the buses weren't necessarily traveling through those communities at a time convenient for the people. And so in some cases, and I'm thinking of uh, Clearwater to Kamloops, uh, the community put together a sort of little mini transit bus that would... uh, run from Clearwater to Camloops there's another one that uh, in our area that goes from Ashcroft to Clinton and uh those those Funded, funded by taxpayers in communities uh, have eroded the profitability for Greyhound as well. So I think there's a combination of factors that have uh, resulted in a decline in revenue for the company.
0: We've been hearing from people saying that they did depend on Greyhound, especially in smaller communities. Do you think there'll be more services like the minibuses that you just mentioned? Or will there be the possibility for other private companies to come in and fill that void?
1: Well you know I think there is a possibility to to uh see the private sector step up uh, I have great confidence in the free enterprise system and where where there's a dollar to be made the the uh private sector will step in and make it uh, I think those are possible in areas where there's sufficient ridership to uh, pay for the cost of fuel and mechanics and buses and whatnot. I don't think we'll see the kind of buses, the Greyhound buses that I used to drive cost about $2 million a piece right now. And uh, I think we'll see uh, smaller buses uh, and, and uh, more, more uh, routes that are, that are and times that cater to the needs of the, of the people they serve in rural communities. And, uh, you know, I think there's likely to be uh, uh, some of this computer-based ride-sharing, intercity ride-sharing that uh, happens elsewhere. I don't think the province has come to grips with Uber or those sorts of options for people. I think that's uh, something that the province should be looking at doing. And another suggestion I had, uh, somebody phoned me up and said, why doesn't the province or or the feds in uh, eliminate the tax on diesel fuel for passenger transportation and uh, that would uh, certainly ease the burden for a private sector company
0: uh, do you what do you think about the idea of uh, the federal government taking it over
1: <laughs> i i I think that would be uh uh folly uh you know, it's just obviously not profitable. There aren't enough people riding the bus. Uh, and I think uh, other options, uh, private sector, need to be explored. I wouldn't want to see uh, my tax dollars going to uh, losing proposition like uh, intercity bus travel. Uh,
0: what are you hearing from, from people in Cash Creek? Uh, are they upset about the loss of this?
1: Well, its it, there, there are some people that are very disappointed who uh, depend on the bus to get back and forth to Kamloops or down to Vancouver. And uh, now they're starting to wonder about what's going to emerge that will enable them the uh, the flexibility to be able to go where they want when they want. And, and uh, I think we will see options emerge. But It'll take some time and the province and and the other provinces are obviously looking at the issue. But, you know, I don't think throwing more money at a losing proposition is the way most people would choose to go.
0: No, I would tend to agree with that for sure. Uh, are there concerns at all that people who, who didn't drive, uh, particularly in the wintertime when uh, the highways can be icy, uh, it's darker uh, for longer parts of the day, are there concerns that, that people will now be on the roads uh, come winter uh, that may have taken the bus before but are now driving and maybe not the most confident drivers but are going to be doing that because there's no other option?
1: Well, uh, I I haven't heard that concern expressed. Uh, I I think what we'll see, actually, are more people hitchhiking, younger people who are willing to take a chance. I don't think we'll see seniors out at the side of the road with their thumb out. Uh, But I think what we'll see is uh, more interaction between people, where, uh, you know, seniors groups, if somebody is traveling, down to the coast from the interior, that they will make a seat or two available in their vehicle uh, in return for, uh, you know, a little help on the cost of fuel or something like that. And I think people will, will pull together and help each other out, as we always have in the past.
0: And you mentioned ride-sharing. We tend to focus on Metro Vancouver when we talk about Uber and Lyft and such, but, yeah. uh, but in, the, in the smaller communities as well. Uh, would you like to see Uber or Lyft or uh, those options also?
1: Well, I think Uber is sort of a, a, a municipal operation, uh, but there are computer-based uh, functions that, that are intercity, uh, so that if you want to go somewhere... Uh, you know, say from Kamloops to Vancouver, you post that online, and then somebody who is going that direction that has an empty seat can uh, get contact you, and in return for some help with gas, they could uh, make a seat available in their private vehicle. And those sorts of systems are presently not allowed in British Columbia, but it might be something the province wants to have a look at.
0: All right. Uh, Mayor Ranta, we'll leave it there, but thank you so much for your time this morning.